Holy Apocalypse Holy, it's the Going Off Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. Muse, how you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm doing splendiferous. Uh, how about you? <laughs> doing alright, you know, just went to see the uh, Harley Quinn movie yesterday, you know, just to just to do my research uh, fully on mm. the uh, on the topic we're going to be covering a little, uh, a little later, you know what I mean? Sure, sure. Personally, I, like, as someone who's, you know, read the comics, you know what I'm saying, I, I enjoyed Margot Robbie's performance in Suicide Squad, you know what I mean? Like, to the extent, like, oh, I would like to see this person doing something else with this character. It was, like, a good movie if you want to see a Harley Quinn movie, and... And an enjoyable action movie in the sense of, like, it gives you cool, glittery, like, visuals that you haven't seen before. Like, you know what I mean? It's, like, enjoyable on that basis of, like, holy shit, the, the final fight scene is so, like, creative with what they do. And, you know, the scene where she goes to the jail and she's using, like, the, the pop gun thing instead of, like, you know, an actual <laughs> gun. Like, it's it, there are creative scenes and it's a fun character, but it's not, like, yeah, it's not exactly a... Th- this is what I said. I said it's below Deadpool... But above Deadpool, too. That's how I feel, you know? Deadpool and Harley Quinn are very... They have similarities in the Mm -hmm. sense that, like, they're very strong characters and you want to see something with them in it. I feel like studios aren't really sure what to do with them because in both cases, you got Harley Quinn, really strong character. Everyone loves the whole aesthetic. Everyone wants to see her in something. Do we really want to deal with the rest of the Suicide Squad to get a movie with Harley Quinn in it? I mean, it's like, you, you you gotta take the good with the bad. Now I'm looking at it, and it's like, do I really want to deal with all the other characters just to fucking get Harley Quinn? That's not to say, I don't know, because I haven't seen the movie. I don't know how the other characters are. I'm sure I'd like them, too. The movie's mainly about her in this one. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I read some of the comics, too. The fucking, uh, the, the newer, uh, the newer the ones. The Rebirth and, and whatnot, yeah. The Rebirth, the fucking New 52. You know what I'm talking about. So I saw the aesthetic, and I saw that it was very reminiscent. I saw the whole roller derby thing. I saw the hyena in the, in the trailer. I was like, all right, look, they're fucking banging on all the cylinders. They know what we want. This looks really cool. But the thing about Harley in the comics, though, it, it's basically just her. You know? Like, there was one run with Power Girl, and they're fun. And if they were actually do do a thing with her and fucking Poison Ivy, make them a goddamn couple, give the people what they want. Yeah, they they uh, had a quick little scene showing uh, that she had been uh, in a relationship with her. So you know, uh, uh, all right, okay. all right, you know, okay, yeah, like Deadpool. They fucking put him with a group of, like, ragtag misfits. It's like, eh. So there's this crime family that had this diamond that, like, it, it, it's encoded with this code to their Swiss bank account offshore or something like that. And if you can get access to that, you can get, like, you know, untold riches. The daughter of that clan who was, like, assassinated by these guys that wanted to find it, you know, she went on this whole revenge tear of, like, yeah, I'm gonna get really strong. And she, and she becomes Huntress who's gonna, like, you know, get uh, revenge for what happened to her. But, like, she's, like, so played down that it's kind of like a... They kind of, like, make a joke out of the idea of trying to get revenge through her story. You know, and be like, you know, it's really not just what's going to make you happy. You should just move on and, uh, you know, move on about your life. You know, so I did like that, where it's like, there's this dense backstory happening over here, but uh, that's probably not that good of a thing that you should be doing anyway. But anyway... (laughs) 
<laughs> Let, let's save this girl who accident who accidentally swallowed this diamond, you know? Because everyone's talking about, oh, the movie bombed just because it didn't, I, I guess, make as much as they wanted it to, which I yeah, mean... Yeah, I hate little what, what arguments like does. that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it made its money back. It made more than its money back. In that case, I'd say it's a success. It didn't and, lose money. You and know? also, can I say this? I think it's a good thing because, oh, cool, a nice, fun little movie that's definitely not going to get a sequel. Awesome. <laughs> You know, yeah. like, you know, I just want to enjoy this narrative for what it is, you know? That's the thing, and like you said, it's basically her. I feel like, and I'm, I'm not the first person to have this thought, I'm sure it's pretty widely shared, that if they would have named the movie Harley Quinn instead of Birds of Prey, uh, it probably would have done a little better, because people know who Harley Quinn is. Yeah, when I first saw, like, the trailer, like, I mean, I remember for the longest time, oh, there is a Harley Quinn movie coming out. And it's like, oh, cool. And then I saw Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. I thought it was a cute, like, title of, like, oh, ah, that's not what they're naming it. They're actually naming it. You know, they're not putting her name first. It's supposed to be like that. But then it's not that. And maybe that actually threw people off because they thought it was going to be, like, another Suicide Squad movie where it's a bunch of people and not just her main narrative. But no, it's just about her. And it's just weird that they put the hash tagged name that you would want to see first. They put that at the tail end. I was like, ooh, ooh, ah. It, it was a serviceable film with, like, satisfying action scenes that I felt were, like, planned in a way that I have not normally seen, like, a typical action scene. You know, like, so many movies are just, like, like the Furious Five movies. It's just, like... I think the charm of the Harley Quinn books is, like, the fact the, that it's just humor. kind of someone living their life as, like, a supervillain, but, like, not... That's not their whole life. Yeah, and, and I did enjoy that. Like, there was an element of, like, every now and then there would just be some random guy that was trying to kill her. And, like, that would happen in the comics, too. You know? <laughs> Where it's just like, oh, yeah, by the way, Duck, uh, that guy's gonna try to kill us. And, you know, she has to save this kid at the same time. She's like, I'm not sure if they're here for you or me, but either way, throw this piece of dynamite for me, would you? <laughs> you know? To make an actual movie structured like a movie is almost is almost to its detriment. Like, you'd almost rather it just kind of be maybe like a... Like a hangout movie? <laughs> yeah, like a hangout, or just like a, or just basically a comedy. Like, it doesn't even really need to be like a superhero or like an action movie. Or maybe you could make it like a short series. Um, but to make it a compact movie where you know how the structure... You, you know have how to it's have a resolution and a plot, yeah, that pays off in a certain way. You know there's going to be some type of, you know, thing they're going to have to overcome. Oh, the double cross and the... (laughs) You know there's going to be a double cross. You know they're they're not going to get along. And, you know, they have to... Like, you know how these things go. So going in that, you, like, you're looking out for that. And when it happens, it's just kind of like, all right, got to wait for this to resolve itself, I guess, because I know it's going to. Can we just hurry this along, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, there was, let me see, oh, who I didn't like was the, uh, the person who played Black Canary, oh man, mm. uh, is the name, like, Smollett, like, related to the Jesse Smollett guy, I can't remember, but like, oh, yeah. yeah, and it was just like, the way she was singing, like, wasn't that strong, and so it was just like, and I, you know, from listening to the soundtrack, it's like, oh, it's actually supposed to be her, and it's like, but she doesn't have, like, the super powerful vocals that would make something like, oh, when I scream, my voice becomes huge, believable, you know? So it's just yeah. kind of like, I, I don't believe this, <laughs> like, holy shit, if you would've got fucking Mariah Carey <laughs> doing that role, you know what I mean? That shit would've been explosive. I did not like the main villain, who basically is just like, 
oh, uh, we don't have the Joker, but we have a guy who's silly like the Joker, and he's he's oh, doing really sucks. weird stuff, and there's one really awkward scene where he, like, tells this one girl, like, who, I, at least, I don't think I remember them up to this point, where he just goes like, uh, oh, I'm crazy, I'm mad, I'm in my club that has music that's not really that loud for some reason, but... <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, hey, you woman over there with the weird dress, come over here. I'm going to rip your dress off and make you dance for me in, in your bikini. Ooh, I'm evil. And it, it just, like, just feels like, where is this coming from? Like, what? You know what I mean? It's one of those, I have to prove that I'm more evil than, you know, the Harley Quinn character who's already kind of evil, so i got to be even more over the top for, to make I some sort of contrast. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And the thing about it is, it would have been cooler... If he was instead the played down villain, you know, like, my villainy is so, you know, evil that I'm, you know, relaxing in my evilness by, like, not even caring and just sending that guy to do this and that. But no, they're trying to ham it up to be like, oh, we got a really silly hero, so we got to have a really silly villain. It's like, no, play off of that. Like, there's literally a scene where she's tied up in front of the bad guy, and their interplay is one of those things where it's like, Harley Quinn's, you know, she's a psychiatrist, so she's already knows what his problem is, and she's, you know, dressing him down and all that sort of thing. It's like, this would have been so cooler. If the villain was, like, actually chill and trying to act like he was in control of the situation. And then it's just, like, she's calling out all his, you know, uh, mental issues or something like that. And he's going, like, oh, oh, oh well, <laughs> you know? Like, that would have been funnier. Instead, it's both of them trying to ham it up. But it's, like, uh, the better actress is... And then I found out it was fucking Ewan McGregor. I was, like, <laughs> Like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> I thought you were better than this. I'd personally give it, like, a three... Out of five, three and a half, if you're a Harley Quinn fan specifically, you know? From seeing the music videos of the singles uh, Ooh, on the yeah. soundtrack, I was really looking forward to it, the uh, visual aspect, so I'm glad to hear that that kind of carries over, and it's not just in the music videos, you know? Yeah, it's actually it was actually really satisfying to go see the music videos after I'd seen the movie, because it was like, oh, I did want to see those scenes again, those are really cool. Something they did really well with... Uh, with some of the music videos, was they they made it just look like it was taking place in the world of the movie. Not like, uh, you know, those 90s music videos where it's like, it's on it a TV screen. <laughs> the music video for, I think it's Build Me Up Buttercup from the Mallrats uh, soundtrack. Oh, I don't remember that. It cuts back and forth between movie footage and, like, Jay and Silent Bob dancing, but, like, every so often they'll hold up cue cards of, like, obligatory movie shot. Like, they're just calling out the, the fucking script and the formula back in, like, 94 of how, like, uh, how oh, tired cool. and cliche it is. It, it, it's worth checking out, and the, the, the fucking cover's pretty catchy, too, from what I remember. We got a couple albums we're gonna be talking about. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and start with the, um with the listener request because it's older and it's not the main event that we've been talking about up until now. We're going to save that, but we got the album Awful Swim. Awful Swim. Awful Swim by Melesio Mel Sotelo Jr. And if you have an album that you would like to request us talk about, head on over to our Kofi. That is ko-fi.com slash going off. One time $40 pledge and we'll talk about an album you'd like to hear us talk about. Review in full, cover to cover, front to back, top to bottom, and uh, something of note, I think that's worth pointing out before we get started, that uh, this person also requested 
back in the day you might remember, our uh, Ski Mask the Slump God. Oh, is that a fact? Album. <laughs> and it's funny, because as I was listening to the Awful Swim album, I did think of the Ski Mask album. Mm. But, um, spoiler, the Ski Mask album is uh, infinitely more interesting than this one. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, you want to hear my review? Are you ready for my review? Wait, are you ready? Oh, yeah, let me hear you know, hmm. That's basically my fucking review. <laughs> Holy God. I don't know what else to add to that. <laughs> so concise. That's fucking perfect, dude. Like, all right, okay, look. There is a subgenre of rap music right now. It's a lot of the younger kids doing it where it's just, I'm just saying random bullshit. Just fucking turn on the beat, and I'll just freestyle, and whatever comes out, we'll use the first take. (laughs) Exactly. You know, and sometimes it sounds dope, and, you know, I'll even say, that's basically what the Ski Mask album was, too. I mean, didn't Denzel Curry do that? (laughs) But he's, you know, talented. Because he freestyled that whole album, remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but like, if someone told you that, you'd be like, oh, shit, that was freestyle? Whoa, okay. I wouldn't have been able to tell that from Zoo. Absolutely not, because th- that still is one of my favorite uh, releases of his. By the way, people, if you haven't checked out the fucking uh, EP or whatever he put out... Oh, with Kenny Beats? Oh, my God, it's so good. I got haven't gotten to check it out yet. It's it's great, and there's a long-form music video on YouTube where it's videos Ooh. for all the songs in oh, one music that. video. I always love that. <laughs> and they use a different animation style for each song. It's okay. so good. It's so funny. It, it, it's really worth checking out. Yeah, the thing with Ski Mask and Denzel is that you can make that formula, that format, work for you if you've got a dynamic personality. If you're exciting. If you've just got something unique about you, if the beats are particularly banging, if the fucking shit slaps, then, like I've said before, if you've at least got a dope beat or if you've at least got a dope flow, the rest of it can kind of lay off a little bit. Like, you can do with one of them, and it can kind of carry it. If you don't have any of that, yeah, that's a problem. And... <laughs> When, on this album, the strongest aspect of the songs are your beats, and even they sound generic as fuck, like you've heard them a million times, what is there? What is there to listen for here? The lyrics are subpar, uh, the attitude is like this tired, sleepy, I don't give a fuck freestyle off the dome, just saying some random shit that doesn't mean jack shit. Yeah, like, I wrote, like, the first line is like, oh... Uh, nigga, I'm on the way to Milan. Hair long, just like Mulan. And it's like, I know you just did that because you said Milan, and then, oh, that's Mulan, that's the next thing you can think of. But, like, wasn't the, her, the point of her story was that she cut her hair short? She cut it off! <laughs> like, this is like the very first track, and I'm already like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's disappointing when your most, well, actually, I, I was gonna say most memorable lyrics when the only memorable lyrics are, like, pop culture references, because nothing else sticks at all. This one line, again, he does, like, the hair-long-like thing more than once. It's like, that's not really that impressive, especially more than once. (laughs) Like, I really like this one line because it actually 
it was a reference to something, and it was a pretty dope line. It was in uh, uh, Boozy Fade. They hoped I died, overdosed on that leader. One less lonely N-word, like on Beaver. Justin Beaver, yeah, I All thought right. that was clever. <laughs> that was good. And that's that's what you need to carry an album like this. It has to be, yeah. like, you know, you maybe you sound, like, really drunk and, like, you don't care. But the things that you're saying are so weird and off the wall that it brings you in. Like, whoa, who's this guy being so lackadaisical, but he's saying all this weird shit. That's what brings you in, but most of the time, it is boring. It's oh so boring. It's, it's just dull. I wrote down, like, this is fucking weed pop-up shop music. You hear it when you're, you know, in the background, when you're buying some weed, some dude who just sounds blazed out of his mind. Yeah, on the blunt, hair long, like Sephiroth. And like, oh yeah, yeah, that's the general sound of, you know, people buying weed. Alright, fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone's just tired and we just gotta want to get back to our pads so we can smoke the shit. <laughs> We recently went into a head shop just for some incense. That place is just straight up reggae. <laughs> oh yeah, dub and shit, hell yeah. It, it's all fucking reggae dub. You see the fucking, there was a poster for a music festival on the window. Check out uh, Bad Fish, the Sublime cover band, and uh, God, Slightly Stupid. And it's like, oh man, I recognize way too many of these band names, and I know it's just going to be the most, like, everything is going to sound the same. But, um... Man. Yeah, this album. What else nah. is there? <laughs> I, I hate that, man. Like, like... Rico, it is sad. We're reviewing a Harley Quinn album, and Rico shows up on, the, on this shit. Oh, man. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Like, what? I was so like, oh, come on. What are you doing? That was... Uh, Slumming it through this track. Oh, man. That, that was a point of contention for some people on the... Um, on the Birds of Prey soundtrack that Rico Nasty was nowhere to be found. And yeah, lo and behold, <laughs> shows up on Awful Swim from two years ago. Yep. And the thing is, it's like, her verse actually wasn't that bad. Like, there was one or two lines where she was like, you know, laying in a Cali King, I used to sleep on sofas. Life was like a nightmare. I'd pray that shit was over. Like, okay, you know, just a little bit of allusion to her life or whatever. She was a highlight on this. Yeah, yeah, but it just immediately went back down to the same old shit. And it's like, yeah, what, what, what is the point of this? I uh, Oh, I got to the song Only You, which has like that little guitar in it at one point. It's kind of cool, you know? And uh, I just happened to see that there was a music video, and I scrolled down to the comment section, and someone was like, uh, you know, uh, speed it up. You know how YouTube has the thing you can speed it up by, like, 1.2 or 1.5? It was like, if you speed this up, like, by 1.5, this shit is lit. And I sped it up, and it's like, it actually works. But it doesn't mm. in the original format, because this shit is fucking slow and boring. It's just like, holy shit, like... Dude, did you listen back to this shit? Like, were you interested in this as you were listening to it, bro? Like, as you were recording it? Who's this fucking lyric? Ladies, put your face down. Hoes, put that ass up. And it, oh, man. Just nothing. What, what was that one lyric? Um, it, Oh, yeah, it was in Throw It. She like, hey, yo, Poppy, is my ass fat? I'm like, hell yeah, girl. I still bought her more ass. She like, daddy, I want to get more black. Took her to the Caribbean and got that bitch more black. 
throw it back. Yeah, yeah. And as I heard the throw it back, like, I immediately thought, wow, there's a song by Missy Elliott that just came out last year called Throw It Back that is way more fun and interesting than this. Like, the fucking 20-year party rap song veteran is still making better joints than this. Like, what's going on? You know what I mean? You know, I will say, the end of the album is actually where it gets pretty okay. Beat-wise, yeah. (laughs) Dragons, um, I thought that was okay. I thought She Used To is the best song on the album. Mm. Yeah, it's it's way too late by that point. You're already in track 13 and 14. (laughs) The last three tracks are the best tracks on the whole album. And you gotta sit through about 30... you, 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 You about have to sit through a half hour... Uh, to get to those tracks, and it's not worth that journey, dude. Yeah. It's really not. There's, like, I think, Thought Night, maybe that's a good club song. You know, the oh. big strip club song. Uh, Thought Night, Thought Night, Thought Night. And, and you're in the thought background, night, you hear this guy, night. you hear this guy just going, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like he's just, like, so impressed with the booties before him. <laughs> it's always those tracks, man. Like, in the context of it, it really does just sound like someone's impressed by the song. And it's like, that's impossible. Yeah. That can't be the case. <laughs> and I think Passion and Dogma had an interesting beat, you know. There was one beat where, like, it started off sounding like, oh my god, this is gonna be something different. What the fuck? He's got this chilly-ass, airy-ass shit going on. And then he just starts talking, and it's like, oh, never fucking mind. Yeah, it was killer. Yeah, there was this really sweet, chilled-out beat. Oh, but his fucking glacially-paced, offbeat fucking flow. And the goddamn auto-tune, oh my god. Killers is the worst track on the album, <laughs> hands down. You fucking got the Sephiroth song earlier, and then you got Killers here, where you actually took a sample from a Final Fantasy VII soundtrack yeah, song, for and it nothing. sounds dope, and you don't do shit with it! Yeah, like, holy shit, holla at your boy Megaran! <laughs> um, I got a two, how about you? Uh, I got a... Wait, let me go down. Uh, oh, yeah, I got a one at best. Ooh, yeah. The average was, like, .6363, but I was like... Mm. At the most, maybe, like, oh, yeah, you know, at a, at a strip club. At a, but even then, like, it's so boring. You know what I mean? But moving on, we got the soundtrack to Birds of Prey. I, I saw people who were saying that they don't know how to promote the movie, and that's why it didn't do so well. These fucking music videos to these singles, they got me so interested in the movie. Dude, right? Holy shit! When I saw these music, I saw the first music video, the one with Megan Thee Stallion, probably the best song on this album, and I was so goddamn hyped! <laughs> My favorite, hands down, fucking boss bitch, Doja Cat. Oh my god. Mm. Is, and my only complaint is that it's too short. Yeah, I, I, I did feel that as well. There was one or two tracks on here, and that one was one of them where it was like, what, you're not going to continue rocking that beat? But it just felt like, all right, we got to get to the next song that's that you know we can try to sell, you know? If Boss Bitch had a remix with someone else on there adding a verse, mm-hmm. mm, mm. would have lit the club on fire. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. My second favorite, uh, Sway With Me. So we yes. and get... Gal Sara, oh man, that fucking beat in that sample is fucking incredible. It was made for, like, and as I was listening to this album, it really did feel like, like, they got a good soundtrack right for a Harley Quinn movie, you know? Like, the soundtrack works for what this is, you know what the I mean? The fucking energy, right. Yeah, yeah. I also liked what Sway With Me. I, I'm, I'm a sucker for this. 
someone on that track says they're the most wanted in Gotham, when you incorporate yeah. the lore or whatever of the movie in the songs, yes! I love that! Like, fucking, <gasps> I think the absolute best uh, soundtrack song for any comic book movie uh, that, that needs to be measured up to is the Riddler song by Method Man. That is the oh, absolute shit. best one. Like, say what you want about that movie. That fucking song is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that that fucking the songs on uh, the Black Panther that are like name mm. dropping Killmonger and shit. Yeah, it's fucking world building. Right, I love that. I love thinking that the people on this album are actually like super villains in Gotham. Yeah, That's so fucking rad. I love the thought of that. <laughs> and fucking, who wouldn't want Megan the Stallion as a goddamn super villain, especially with her fucking verse? Oh my god. <laughs> Possibly the best music video too is the Doja Cat one. The mm. fucking outfit they give her is like a spiral. Yeah, she's got like she's got the bat. Oh my god! And I think they use my favorite scene in that video, so it's like <laughs> I fucking love it. <laughs> then from there, I would say my next favorite uh, would have to be "Jokes on You" by uh, Charlotte Lawrence. That one was cool. It felt slightly underwritten. <laughs> well, see. That's the thing we're about to get into. When you fucking lead with Boss Bitch, <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion, and, and Normani. Which, and I Sweetie. think Diamond should have been fucking first, because that was goddamn the height. <laughs> and I was under the impression that this was going to be all rappers. Or at least Because mostly. you lead with that. Yeah. And then the next one to come out was the Charlotte Lawrence single. I'm like, okay... So it's all going to be women, though. Okay. So it's all it's all women musicians, not rappers. Okay. I guess I can deal with that. That is unfortunate because that would definitely give a platform to a lot of people who uh, the general listening audience might not be familiar yeah, like with. Yeah, maybe like a baby mother or, you know, someone like that, you know. Man, you could have got fucking... Uh, young Rico. on here. <laughs> I was, there was one, like, whack-ass rapper whack on here? Later, later on this album where I was like, oh, is that Young M.A.? And I was like, nah, I'm pretty sure she's better than this. <laughs> yeah, um, they get the best tracks on this album, in my opinion, out of the way really early. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> but, I gotta say, with the exception of So Thick. That song can fuck right off. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, I wouldn't be able to... Whipped Cream After and hearing... Baby Goth, no. No, no, sir, mm -mm. no, sir. They purely went with that just because of, you know, to fit the Hot topic sort of aesthetic, you know what I'm saying? You can skip over that track to get yeah. to fucking Diamonds. No um, hesitation at all. <laughs> and then, I really enjoyed Smile. I enjoyed the way the, the pre-chorus, okay. like, changed things up into that different level with the, no more, it's is sweet and nice, the way your, like, voice messed up, and you mm. heard the, like, echoing happening, like, I thought that was a cool little flip there, you know, you know, taking notes from the, the Billie Eilish aesthetic that's going on right now, you know, like, I'm with it, you know what I mean? I thought to follow Smile with Lonely Gun was like, did I just hear this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> But fucking Halsey, dude. Okay. Right? Oh, Wait. man. We're in agreement on this. That was kind of flames, right? Oh, my God. It was dope. Okay. <laughs> yes, holy shit. Halsey's energy is so fucking... She's on fire. I loved dude. it. Dude. 
pretty as a car crash, ugly as a lullaby. You re- you really want to try it? And would you get the experiment on me? Oh my fucking oh, god, man! <laughs> yeah, this shit was fucking intense. Oh my god! By the time she's screaming at the end of it, it's yes. just like. And this was the other track where I was like, no, no, would you stop? <laughs> We just saw Poppy live in concert a couple days ago, and she was fucking screaming her lungs out. I kind of wish she was on here, uh, especially because that last album is all, like, metal and shit. It would have been a really nice change of pace oh, wow. on the soundtrack. But um, I would say the, the worst track, if I could just go ahead and skip down to that. And, and when I say skip down, I mean all the way down. Hit me with your best shot. What? What? Let me tell okay. you something. This tra- this trailer fucking music, this trailer yeah. sound of making really sad somber covers of 80s songs, get it out of here, man. And Look, it was so not what this movie was trying to be. Like, holy shit. What the fuck? <laughs> Why would you try to make a sad somber song made for a trailer with the opening lyric... You're a real, real tough cookie, cookie with a long history <laughs> of freaking little hearts like the one in me. This oh. is not the song for that. What right. are you doing? Oh, and they tried to sell it so hard. <laughs> Yo, I wasn't you're fucking with that real at all. Tough. No. If you're going to do that, you need to do it like real smoky and sexy or something like that. Not this cold mechanical, like, ooh, uh, all the pieces are coming together in a serious plot movie. Now, like, this isn't that type of fucking movie. The two above that I also did not enjoy. So there was the It's a Man's Man's World cover. That's okay. No, that was boring as shit, dude. Boring, yeah. I I thought, like, as soon as I heard her sing the, uh, uh, you know, wouldn't be nothing without a woman or a girl, the lifeless way she sings that, and I was like, Uh, like, I immediately was just thinking, like, I want to listen to the James Brown version, because this sounds way better. Oh, yeah. I want to hear that, (laughs) you know? Like this fucking, oh, because, uh, you know, in order to make something uh, that's a cool cover, it has to sound lifeless and drab and shit. It's like, come on. Why are they hiding the boring covers at the, for the end of the album? They're, it's like they were ashamed of them. And my thing is, this was supposed to be the Black Canary song. The yeah. song that's supposed to show how powerful what? her voice is. And it's no. just a nothing song, you know? Yeah, I don't get that. And the I'm Gonna Love You just a little bit more, like... I mm. I was so confused, like, hearing the Barry White music. I was like, what's... what? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I did like the little jazzy intro, but it lost my interest bit. pretty quick. But yeah, it was just... What was the point? It was just a yeah. dead zone after uh, Invisible Chain, which I do want to say, as I heard that song, I really enjoyed that one, especially the, the odd melody on the hook. Where, where mm. she sings, it's like, there's something where she, like, goes the opposite way where you think, like, it would, the, the melody would resolve, and it was just like, whoa, that's really cool. And in the verses, you hear, like, you know, her building a certain intensity, her voice scratch a little bit at one point, it's like, why mm. was it this, the chick who played Black Canary, you know? Like, you have it right before the boring ass, it's a man's world song, it's like, what? <laughs> you know? What the hell was danger? <laughs> uh, eh. What? I'm crazy, bitch, but I'm that bitch. <laughs> I was like, yeah, come on. <laughs> That's the thing. The beat was cool. I liked the flow on it, but there really wasn't much content there. Yeah. And then by the end, where it's just, 
Who's ready, 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 ready? <laughs> like, like, oh, are we trying to make this a rock song now? <laughs> like, I did like how it was like, it's a, it's a trap beat, but it also kind of rocks, like, in the background. Yeah. I liked that it was kind of layered uh, with that. And I also liked how on uh, Bad Memory, I like mm-hmm. the instrumental on that one. Kind of like rough-sounding drums on that. And you know what I was thinking as I heard that when I was thinking of the Out Utero album we listened to a couple weeks ago? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, you know, this has... Like, this may not be a great album, but it has a little bit more variation than what was going on on that one. So, you know, I'm going to give it points. You know what I mean? It falls back on expectation, formula, and I I guess just, like, what the expectation of this shit is. Because the soundtrack, from what you're telling me, kind of has some similarities with the movie. Absolutely, actually. (laughs) Maybe it's the perfect soundtrack, then. In what you'd want in a Harley Quinn movie is a movie that's cool, quirky, about Harley Quinn. It's funny mm. and all that. And on the soundtrack, you'd want it to be full of energy and you'd want it to be cool and fun all the way through. <laughs> and it, you know, it is at points. <laughs> but just like in the movie where it has the forced conflict, mm-hmm. we have to have the sad, somber songs for the sad, somber part. It's like, oh my god. You don't, yeah, though. obligations of filmmaking that they feel they have to put in, yeah. Like, you know you're not gonna fucking win any goddamn Academy Awards with this, you know? Just fucking make a movie that the audience wants, man! Like, I feel like that's why people... I feel like that's why people aren't going to movies, honestly! Because they, they unfortunately, like, they know what to expect. They're, they're not spontaneous or, or unpredictable anymore. What'd you end up getting, though, as a uh, as a grand total? Uh, I gave it uh, the exact same thing as I gave the movie 3 out of 5. <laughs> wow. Uh, I ended up giving it a 3.5. Uh, boss Bitch probably put it over the top mm. <laughs> in that regard. Man, where the fuck was this on the Doja Cat album, by the uh. way? Man. Uh, that about does it for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. Uh, sorry, it's a bit shorter than usual. Going ads, I guess. This, yeah, that's what happens when you get a fucking boring-ass album for the first one. <laughs> that's what you get. Not when you let your heart win, but when we're in a fucking primary season and we're not wanting to get political. <laughs> there really yeah. isn't a lot. We're cutting out the other thoughts. <laughs> but unfortunately, yeah, there's... Not really a whole lot going on, like, in music. I know Nicki Minaj has a new single. And... Uh, there was the thing about uh, Snoop Dogg uh, talking, you know, uh, talking about Gail King. But honestly, I-, I saw a video by Adrian Expression, who uh, oh, yeah. really laid that out perfectly. So I would suggest going to Adrian Expression's channel if you want to know what that, that whole situation is about. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and say, for any topic that we don't end up talking about on the show... Adrian probably did a video on it. Yeah. Uh, just watch that instead. <laughs> yeah. Instead, but also. <laughs> Please listen to us, too. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, and yeah. uh, it was funny. I was on Twitter, and I saw, like, uh, so Mike Seatown from Dead End Hip Hop. Oh, someone yeah. was doing, like, a thing where they're like, hey, you know, Black History Month, I want to promote other black creators. And they promoted, like, they were adding a whole bunch of people. And I saw Mike Seatown reply with, hey, I've never heard of this Adrian Expression guy, but his videos are awesome. And, hey! like, Adrian responded with, like, oh, my God, thank you. And then I just responded saying, like, oh, my God, I can't believe this moment is happening right now. Like, just <laughs> these two, like, YouTube people that I just tangentially know. And, you know, just seeing that crossover happen real quick, I'm like, oh, oh it's dope. you the know you exist. Crossover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
as previously mentioned, the father album was a listener request, which should be obvious. But if it's not, uh, <laughs> if there's an album that you would like to hear us talk about that might be uh, that might be a little out of the norm, maybe an album that we wouldn't otherwise uh, review, or an album that came out and we skipped over it, but you'd still like to hear our thoughts on it, head on over to our Kofi. There's ko-fi.com slash going off. One-time $40 pledge. As a minor reminder, uh, Con Carolina's in May. Give y'all more details when we, when, when we figure them out, when we iron them out. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter for updates. Uh, we're pretty good about that. Yeah, I'm on Instagram at uh, the Real Rap Critic. You know, I'll be updating you guys on my uh, Twitch streams, which I'm getting more into now. Uh, I like doing those whenever I'm like done with a mi- certain milestone with uh, the Rap Critic episode. Like, oh, if I finish it, all right, I'm gonna do a stream real quick. You know, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just have a certain schedule going. You know, Darren's got the um, Station Head, Station Head channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, got my Twitch channel, definitely, you know, look out for that, twitch.tv slash rapcritical. Uh, my Patreon, where you can join the Discord and talk with fellow fans about music and movies and stuff. I want to thank you for listening to us, and if this is your first time listening to us, all of our old episodes are on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify. If you want to play some catch-up on episodes you might have missed, any one of those will work. And if this is your first time listening to us and you're still listening at the very end, uh, thank you very much for fucking with us, and I hope you will listen again next week. And until next week, for the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. And seriously, when's the second half of the Rick and Morty season happening? Like, quit, quit playing with us, guys. Like... <laughs>